Welcome to Jaipur Bites, the JLF podcast. I'm your host, Laksh Tata. This episode is the audio version of a live online session from JLF London at the British Library 2020. The Mathematics of Stardom, Shakuntala Devi. Vidya Balan and Nayanika Mahatani in conversation with Vani Tripathi Tiku. Welcome, a big, big uh, round of applause to Vidya Balan, my dear friend and uh, uh, sister in trouble. Why should it always be brothers in trouble? Uh, We both sit on the popularly populist, sometimes unpopular body called the Central Board of Film Certification, the Censor Board. And I think me and Vidya go back decades. Uh, Welcome, Vidya. Thank you, uh, Nanika. <laughs> welcome, Nanika. Uh, it's been a fantastic journey from Bhutan, where we met last at a list fest like this, to now. Um, lovely to have you both. So, Vidya Kasam, let me start by saying Shakuntala Devi was an absolute stunner. And congratulations oh, to both of you. <laughs> I oh, love you. <laughs> What a gorgeous film, really. I mean, Vidya, um, we've seen biopics and we've seen biopics and we've seen biopics. I mean, for the past few years, it's been a trend where we do see um, women and men from all walks of life being spoken about in cinema. But I think Shakuntala Devi went beyond being a biopic. It was an extremely touching film. You, as usual, surpassed everything that you do as an actor on screen. Thank you. Um, and uh, tell us, tell us about this journey to make the human computer celluloid friendly. And what was it like for you to play this mathematical genius the whole world was so enamored with? You know, uh, all I knew about Shakuntala Devi when Anumeran first came to me is that, you know, she's known as a human computer the world over and she's in the Guinness Book of World Records. But when Anu began to share with me her life story, I was fascinated and her take on it. You know, one, she wanted to tell um, Shakuntala's story through the eyes of her daughter, Anu Banerjee. But also the fact that you could see this person as a human being. It was not just a puff piece where you were glorifying her. Um, You know, of course, there were we wanted to celebrate her, but we wanted to celebrate her in her wholesomeness, in the fact that she embraced her flaws. She was unapologetically herself. She owned her choices. She lived her life. Should I say queen size? (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I, I was like, wow, you know, because I've been offered many biopics since Uh, the dirty picture but Mm. my problem has always been that um, they're all very unidimensional but I think also Shakuntala Devi allowed for a certain um, you know a a telling which was very layered which was very nuanced uh, which 
I just think it was so different. And you know, hats off to Nenika and Anu for the kind of research they put in. I think they Nenika will tell you more, but they put in years researching Shakuntala Devi, sitting with Anupama Banerjee and Ajay, and just you know, knowing a little more about her every time, so it could be such a full body piece. And I said, wow, this is something I want to do. And how fantastically done. I remember Maya Angelou very famously said, success is liking yourself, uh, how you do it, and what you do with it. And I think Shakuntala Devi lived all of these three, uh, you know, parallels of enjoying success so much. But uh, before I come to Nainika, within the fault lines of this relationship between the mother and the daughter Vidya, it could have been that the mother could have been the villain of the piece, but she wasn't. And also with the way you and Sanya played it. So tell us a little more, these judgments that we live with each day of mothers wanting to work, is it always a difficult choice? I have a two and a half year old now and I know what it means with so many multifarious led kind of relationships and uh, workplace, uh, uh, you know, situations that we have faced with. We always judged. Is she a mother? Can she work? Will she work? Will, 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 will the working part work if you are a mother? I mean, all this was it playing in your head. What was happening when you were bonding together also as characters and actors, you know? to play the mother and the daughter? You know, so these were conversations we would have on set and I, I think one as working mothers and then just as mothers, as wives, as daughters, as women, I think we're always uh, guilt-ridden. You know, about we take on much more than a human being can possibly and should possibly take on because we, I think, um, <laughs> I think we expect ourselves to be goddesses, but we don't treat ourselves like that. Mm. You know, mm. I, I think it's so, um, it always amazes me that even to this day as women, we find it difficult to think for ourselves, to make choices that could come across as selfish which is why I think Shakuntala Devi was amazing because she didn't judge herself. Mm. You know, that's the first thing we do as women. Forget what society puts you through. We are so unkind and unfair to ourselves. And, you know, Sanya and I and Anu, we would have these conversations all the time. I remember there was a time during the filming, I'm going to take uh, the liberty to share this. You know, Anu Menon, uh, Anu Menon um, lives in London actually and uh, she has a daughter who's just entering her teens and she wanted to so badly be at home with her daughter through this crucial time and yet she was in Bombay, you know, filming and there, there was this constant tug of war and then, you know, we would do a scene and Anu would come and say, actually, it's okay yeah, that I'm making the film. No, I suddenly feel like <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So we would have these conversations all the time. I know my sister is a working woman. And, you know, um, she's executive director at an ad agency doing very well for herself. But she actually passed on a huge promotion because she felt she might not be able to be there for her kids as much if she took that on, if she took on that role. So I think we're all doing this all the time. And look at Shakuntala Devi. She wanted it all. She went ahead and got it all on her own terms. 
and I think I can go on and on and on. And Ananika is not going to get a chance to. No, no, I'm coming to Ananika, but <laughs> but this one line one of the characters says, I think it's uh, Shakuntala Devi's. Uh, the daughter's uh, mother-in-law. You'll never be a perfect mother. Yeah. If you're too kind and too loving, then you will be spoiling the child. And if you're not yet, the child would get spoiled. So I think the perfect definition of being a perfect mother is a work in progress. It's been centuries, and it still would remain as work in progress. Nainika, uh, congratulations. The film was happy. It was touching. It touches our. It touched our emotions in so many ways. and it spoke to us people who only knew shakuntala devi as a human computer these relationships her emotional self her crazy uh, also controlling this of not letting of having a bad childhood and parents who uh, were using her you know to have the household fed and yet her own uh, situation of not letting the child go not letting the daughter go you uh, have said somewhere that stories speak to you when they find you and shakuntala devi visited your school when you were little so was it in your head all these years all these decades that you will one day write this biopic or it was a story that spoke to you in some ways which was different from say a writer picking up a book and writing a biopic you know so i mean um I cannot say that you know I thought I would write this story since the time I was 6 I think it's an unconscious process and I definitely didn't think that Vidya would helm this uh, film one day that was like surreal entirely but yes she came to my little school in Kolkata when I was 6 years old and you know more than the numbers and this uh, being like a magician pulling numbers out of a hat she was a show person and i think that's what stayed with me i still remember you know the swish of that silk saree as she walked onto the stage making fun of the maths teacher you know telling our head teacher who was this little uh, lady called miss higgins telling her off that you know your maths is not up to the mark i mean she she was unforgettable so somewhere mm. at the back of my mind i think that show stayed with me and when i finally became an author in my 40s and i wanted to you know tell stories so 20 <laughs> my first book happened and then my editor said what should we write about and i was thinking of stories and of course there was this story about you know the this uh, this story where the hero is an indian woman born in the 1920s whose superpower is mathematics and who is unschooled but she goes on to conquer the world and inspire millions of people and she's she's grown up in sad circumstances but she's never played the victim as vidya says mm. you know but like you said vani i really believe stories choose us so this story mm. chose its time it chose its tellers and i was so fortunate that my friend anu menon who directed the movie you know she wanted to do a film on shakuntala she wanted to she was so excited about doing a film where the female protagonist the way it's portrayed is different from what we've seen before and as it happened shakuntala devi of course by then had passed away she passed away in 2013 but her daughter happened to be in london as well and she was also looking to tell her mother's story she was did you did you meet the daughter i'm sorry i'm butting in because i was very curious to know through the journey of the film the daughter is very clear about 
not liking mathematics and having an issue with the persona of the mother which one understands i mean if you uh, turn the camera from her point of view there is absolutely another tale to be told and that's the gorgeous tale you all you all actually told the world it wasn't just about the successes and the drama and the uh, fantabulous you know life of shakuntala devi it was about the fault lines of that those relationships and her marriage and you know her travels to various countries which the daughter absolutely despised because there is this one line and i'm again and again going back to the dialogues because they are so clear in my head with the way you guys even wrote it she said every day is not a home it's a hotel in cape town or in london or in x or y which means how much children require that space which is called home and mm -hmm. however successful you may be coming back to that center and that uh, apostle of responsibility which is the home and the family was so important for her did you meet her what was her reaction when she got to know that you're writing this and you guys are making it tell us a little more about it so it we met her we met her for the first time in 2016 vani uh, and um, it was you know that meeting she didn't speak very much uh, it was her husband who spoke more she i think was she had lost her mother there wasn't closure there was a lot of uh, unfinished stuff in her head there was grief there was pain there was hurt there was resentment and what really drew me in not only as a storyteller but you know as a daughter and a mother was that she had the honesty to finally share and she it took her time that's why it took a few years before we finally arrived at where we did but when she shared the story it was without airbrushing you know either her mother's flaws or her own mm. she was telling it with an honesty that really resonated and you know uh, for me the the emotional core of the story was uh, the realization that your mother is not just a mother she also wow. has her own dreams and her own baggage and her own journey and that may be very different from yours like An anu uh, banerji and shakuntala were very different people but at the heart of it they shared this stubborn strand of dna which was the honesty and the courage to own their choices and i think even though she resented her mother and all of that she wanted to tell the story with honesty that was her tribute to her mother if she had whitewashed the story there was no way we would have known otherwise and we still would have had a a lovely story it would have been that they are playing this child to champion arc and i'm sure people would have loved it but the stories that really stay with us stay with me are the stories that just kick you in the gut and make you feel, you know that's when we felt we we found the 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 beat the tone the right tone huh? the tone of the story mm -hmm. and i know i mean we've received um, feedback that oh it's become this mother daughter thing but anu menon and i we just felt this is the story that is speaking to us this is the story we want to tell because as you both probably know much better than me the what we've seen in in indian cinema the hindi uh, the mother has been always placed on a pedestal and there's this burden of being this paragon mm. of perfection mm. and she's not allowed to step off hindi cinema has perpetuated the societal expectation ye to maa hai 
she you know this maa ka dusra naam sacrifice hai so mm-hmm. you know ishita was done her dialogues all the dialogues that you are appreciating she brought that in and especially when the dialogues came in it just became beautiful so please congratulate yeah we have this i love that line which says मैसेजिंग thank you uh, also yeah. uh, cause it was a women heavy crew it wasn't an all women crew but yes most of heads of department uh, were women fantastic i think and if i can say yeah. something i think the amount of sunshine and goodness and positivity vidya brings on to the set whether it's women men whoever's on the crew it just kind of becomes this there's a different energy level and i'm saying menika menika vidya kasam you are absolutely right about <laughs> i love the vidya kasam you know why i'm so hooked on to the vidya kasam my little baby you know uh, she's already into books and you know she will do all kinds of things and each time she has a foot on a book i say ye vidya hai iska aadar karna hai sar pe chhu and the moment i had vidya i was like wow this is something that i was taught and you know when i you know my parents and my father was an academic and all but vidya let me come to you now with something which is like a traveling tale with me all over the world when i go and speak on women in cinema and i go uh, i do a lot of those things you always pop up in all my conversations and you always pop up because you've actually kicked open uh, a door you've cracked the glass ceiling in the indian film industry and i'm going to say this very aggressively today that dirty picture was the change of that narrative which was the propaganda done against women characterizations in indian cinema for decades the propaganda used to be if it's a woman protagonist it will not work it will not get financed and nobody is going to watch it dude you broke it all you just broke open that door and you created history by doing a film which was a biopic on a star who was seen in a certain light and uh, you know uh, when you talk about that character you see how much of trauma how much of misery and how much of uh, uh, you know trouble she went through and the way you portrayed it so vidya for being the champion of this new narrative which is emerged in indian cinema and i always say this post dirty picture you see hundreds of films which have been a plethora of this change tell us a little about this change tell us what was happening when you were doing that film i see thank you <laughs> thank you for your kind words i think i'm going to develop a bloated head by the end of this <laughs> but you know i think um it's a matter of timing i can't take uh, the credit for it single handedly because you know there was an ekta kapoor producing the film 
and um, that's very important because maybe another producer wouldn't have had the gumption to mm. do it you know but ekta has always been she's always uh, played on the front foot and i think she was like i want to tell the story and i think initially when people saw the uh, trailer or the teaser a, a lot of people said oh my god what have you done <laughs> you know because um, they kept saying oh it's all about sex and i said i don't care if the sex is what brings you into the theater hmm you know because you'll see beyond that you'll see the person beneath that body or within that body once you step into the theater and i'm so glad uh, that's what happened you know because when people came out they didn't come out dissing her or you know saying unparliamentary things about her they were but i i think it it was so nice that they got to see her as a person with her vulnerabilities someone who was trying hard to make a mark and she used the only tool she thought she had at her disposal which was the body and um it was i remember even when it got announced and people um you know people read about it i remember a couple of people called me and said listen you're the girl next door you can't do something like this and i was like no the actor and me was jumping at the opportunity mm. you know um i think i'm so grateful that that film happened even i wasn't aware i was just responding to it as an actor you know i didn't think oh is it going to do well commercially is it not and you know a, a lot of people told me that it might sound the death knell on your career because you know it's too drastic a step for someone like you but i'm just glad uh you know i went ahead with my conviction and that that film changed something and it did it yeah, did it, 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 it and and still <laughs> you know vani um, i want to say this that after the dirty picture people said it did crazy business opening day of 10 crores and people said but usme to sex thi na sex tha na but then kahani happened right mm. after that and kahani didn't open great because it you know it didn't have the flamboyance but kahani also went on to do crazy numbers and that's what cemented something you know this new wave it, it, you felt like oh it was not just there there is hope that movement um you know towards female led stories began to happen with the dirty it did. and it did. that that that's why i'm saying you pop up the film pops up but look at your choice of roles look at tumhari sulu i mean i was just revisiting the film again you know with the whole family uh, with my in-laws we are all in these of course we are all locked down in this dystopian time and when is trying to watch as many films as you can also together with you know your relatives and your friends and your family and so on and again a housewife who becomes a radio jockey at night and you are so much fun doing that role one can just see that tremendous enjoyment in you as sulu and these are the choices vidya which you have made which are path breaking as far as indian cinema is concerned tell us a little about playing that housewife who actually has a uh, schizoid personality and comes alive as somebody else you know on radio with that voice you know hello <laughs> yeah you know it, it, it's the same thing mani no one is unidimensional right but we tend to put people in categories tend to box them in categories oh if she's a housewife she has to do a, she has to be a miss goody two shoes she must be very staged mm. she must be very seedy sadi but she was 
a masti khor she like mm. like when she gets a job the first time she teases her kirane wala on the phone yes, yes. <laughs> it's also suresh trivedi's writing and direction yeah. but it was you know you don't associate these two things right a, a, a middle class housewife who suddenly lands a job as a late night rj who's going mm. into the phone and almost having making the other person feel like it's an intimate conversation just between the two of them i enjoyed it i had a blast because it was breaking so many um you know notions preconceived notions or stereotypes that we have in our heads for example at that time i was for many years in between i was uh, going through lots of hormonal issues and you know i kept gaining weight on a daily basis and for me to feel sexy in that body you know while i was saying on that i i kept wondering i said oh but am i going to be convincing and i realized it had nothing to do with the body absolutely not and that is where the objectification part remember you and i speak so much sitting in that body that we do that how we have to overcorrect when we look at women and you know the way they are objectified each day it's not yeah. the body and imagine it's the voice which is which brings everything alive you know and yeah. and I mean, gorgeous choice, uh, uh, you know, of roles, Vidya and Nainika. Quickly, I come to you because I have about just ten minutes before the audience will unleash themselves on us, and fairly they should. Nainika, you, from an investment banker, you started writing for children. One thing I always wondered about is that how much writing is happening for children. How many films are made for children is something which bothers me. During my own work with children at Tetan Education National School of Drama, it was a very important centerpiece of my own work as an actor before I started doing films. What was the investment banker thinking in her head when she started writing for films and started writing for children? And somewhere in Shakuntala Devi, also Vidya, this is for you: the abandonment of Shakuntala Devi. That that absolute curiosity in her eyes is something. which was so beautiful to you know look at so tell us a little about this writing for children and this new book that you've just done i just finished reading it it's a absolute thumbs up thank you so much mani so i again i think these decisions are not taken from your head they come from the heart and again you that's why i keep saying any sane person would never do this leave an investment banking job which <laughs> is writing and that is not insane we are all insane in so many ways are we not sort <laughs> of yeah kira something that comes into you and you just do it you follow your heart and i call it my riches to rags story <laughs> but basically i wanted to write for children because my my daughters were uh, growing up and uh, you know i wanted to tell them stories which were rooted in their reality you know they were growing up in the uk and i didn't feel that they knew enough about my the stories i had heard and you know i wanted to tell them stories which i felt would be interesting but you're absolutely right it is very hard getting um, funding for anything to do with children to make it into a film for children i would love to and in fact for across the line as well there's been a lot of interest let's see where that goes uh, but it's been uh, absolutely wonderful telling that story it was very interesting because even in across the line it was an unfinished conversation with my grandfather that sort of was the seed for the story and mm. just like i hadn't had closure 
um, and I was writing this and Shakuntala at the same time. And there was some sort of resonance because I think Anu didn't have closure with many things with her mom. I hadn't found closure in many things with my grandfather. You know, I felt I hadn't been there enough. I hadn't asked him about this really huge cataclysmic event in his life, uh, the partition and, you know, leaving everything and just starting life afresh. But I had never, ever bothered. I had almost been, I felt almost like heartless at never having asked them, how was it? What, what did you go through? And it's not just him, it was a generation of people who just took that grief and had nowhere to put it. So mm. I just felt that, you know, they erased their past and built our future and they didn't find anyone who, who even said thank you or how are you or, you know, so it, this was my attempted tribute to that generation of what I call quiet heroes. But kudos for this because partition is one of the last things we tell our children about. I also understand the pain and the trauma of another generation. We are children who are born post-independence many, many years later. So probably our generation uh, does not know the trauma and the pain and the misery that, you know, uh, partition brought in its wake. But I think uh, retelling of the narratives is what I think the time is today within the binaries of the kind of times we are in. Uh, where we can't go out and uh, one of the things Vidya that I wondered about Shakuntala Devi came on an OTT platform yeah. and uh, also uh, these are the times that we live in we don't know when the next film will release in the theatres at yeah. CBFC we have not certified the film in so many yeah. months now so do you think that there's a new narrative emerging with storytelling and cinema which is now uh, consciously being made not for just the 75 mm but for that content which is in our palms is there absolutely. a change there uh, absolutely i think this started a few years ago but obviously you know courtesy the pandemic um this ott platform has definitely cemented its position i think you know because people have been consuming content in their homes on their television screens or on their phones um, and I think what this does is it makes the entire process more expansive and inclusive because there were certain yes. kinds of stories that you couldn't tell on the big screen. Yes. So now yeah. you can choose to make that purely for the OTT. So, you know, you don't have to, um, you know, do away with that story or not tell it because it, you know, you can't tell it on um, 70 mm you still have the option of making that and reaching your story to people. I think it's uh, also this, you know, the fact we've almost become medium agnostic. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That is a new normal. That yeah. is a new normal. And you're right. It's democratization of content. And yeah. I have a barrage of questions. I'm, I'm quickly going to get it to it. Shweta Srivastav asks you, uh, in Shakuntala Devi, you play a character described as a human computer. How do you approach, uh, approach portraying characters with such incredible abilities? And what's the greatest challenge you face to bringing, uh, in bringing Shakuntala Devi to life on the screen? Hi, Shweta. You know, actually, thank God for small mercies that I didn't have to become a human computer myself because then we couldn't make the film. <laughs> you look very, very credible. You look very credible with are doing it though. <laughs> no, thank God. And we had Nenika on set who is actually, I think, some sort of a Vedic maths expert. She would 
<laughs> no, but she would be helping us on set with you know with the kind of equations we used in the film and all that. I just had to um, learn up the answers, and thankfully I have a thing for numbers, so that came pretty easily wow. to me. Yeah, but I think with playing Shakuntala Devi, my biggest challenge was the math shows itself, because you know unfortunately we all associate maths with being slightly boring. and therefore anyone who does maths as being straight jacketed and you know maybe even reticent not interesting and all of that so but she broke that with her shows i the way the role was written uh, because uh, of course based on their research and also after i watched the videos i realized that oh she had a certain flair you know she did uh, her maths shows were more like magic shows yes it was yeah. yeah it was and and one of the questions relates exactly to this uh, connected to you know riya sharma asked that how did you make her emotionally relatable so that the audience relates to her emotionally and uh, sees her not just as just a brilliant intelligent character but also as a person you know that's really in the way it's written yeah, i i can't take credit for that because it, it was all there i just had to chew into it Here was a person who was, of course, a mathematical genius, but there was a beating heart in there. You know, she felt very passionately about her daughter. She loved the man she loved. She also felt very passionately about her parents, which is why she carried that kind of anger towards them. So you know, you saw her when I, which is what I was saying. You know, the uh, when I read uh, the material, I'm saying not the script the first time. Anumanam came to me because she just had a sheet of paper and she shared a lot with me. I realized that oh, he was a human being. I myself had wondered about people like her. You know, when you you encounter a genius, you wonder whether you know do they eat food uh, the way we do? Do they have cravings? Do they have? You know, and I was so thrilled to know that she loved her food, she loved her wine, she loved yeah. dancing. Apparently, she would tap out the rhythm. She loved tap dancing because she would tap out the rhythm. You know, you know things like this make her so human. Yeah, they do. Emotional roller coaster that you see in the yeah, film. Yeah, so yeah. I think I didn't have to do anything. It was all there. Can I just say something? Uh, She's very gracious. This is. I'm telling you, I had goosebumps on set. We would not see Vidya suddenly from the Vidya who's doing the banter on set. The cameras would roll. I literally had goosebumps, and I had watched quite a few videos over the years. I had seen her in person. I would see Vidya as Shakuntala Devi, honestly. So there is. We 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 actually saw we saw her in many avatars, and this avatar was also very much Vidya. Uh, Nainika, there is a very interesting question from you for you from Kiara. Why did you pursue your dream of becoming an actor? Oh, I wasn't the first thing. I wasn't good enough by any stretch of the imagination. I wanted to work in musical theatre. So, like you, Vani, I was with Theatre Action Group. Shankar was the one who would give us uh, cues for improvs. Shankar Hasan, you know, Loy Mendonca was a guitar teacher at that time, and I remember that he used to do the music for us. I it was a beautiful world that I thought I would want to be a part of. But I think behind the scenes, as a storyteller, is where I fit. and i'm so grateful for the opportunity that i finally got in life to come back to it and there's that one more, there's, there's, also, yeah so you know there's one more 
there's one more trick question for you and i think dhanika uh, knowing you you'll answer it honestly is there anything you left out of the film screenplay that you wish should have been included so uh, because it's to us there's a lot in shakuntala's life that we could have given you another movie as well if you know but in two hours we uh, we i think we we picked up the, the 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 heart of the movie you know what we wanted to say we did say good uh, that question uh, by the way was from agastya uh, for you uh, vidya there's one more very interesting question um, that um, many of shakuntala's challenges in her story stem from her talent and success which caused conflict in her personal relationships which we just spoke about why do you believe she faced such uh, uh, trials and tribulations uh, do you do you think uh, there is a personal balance uh, uh, sachin nagar is also asking do you personally balance the two uh, workspace and also family and relationships around you no no i don't um <laughs> and i don't even try to because when i'm at work unless i completely immerse myself in what i do I, you know i feel it's um, pointless i don't enjoy myself there so i i don't try and you know everyone asks me what is your work life balance i work is my life and yeah. outside of work yes there is a life and i enjoy that and fully you know um i'm present in where wherever i am at that particular point of time but i don't try and balance it i think with shakuntala devi as with every other woman yes it is that you expect her to put everyone else before her mm. you know we've all been brought up to believe that you should be the last priority in your life if at all mm. but because she didn't play by the rules she didn't follow the norms she put herself first i think there was that much more judgment even on the part of her daughter you know who was looking at the mothers around her and wondering you know while it, it almost seemed like um her friends mothers treated her friends like they were the apple of their existence yes, but not yes. for her mother it wasn't true but you know because we tend to um i think we judge women very harshly we ourselves we judge ourselves very harshly also we do we do and there's a circle and a cycle of guilt which constantly uh, keeps evolving around us yeah and we are given yeah. that guilt and uh, coming to judgments uh, vidya another very interesting question and i think uh, uh, it's a important question to understand because i always say that you crop up in these narratives of the changing role of women and characterization in indian cinema and i call it indian cinema not bollywood underline underline um how is the uh, how has the women's place in bollywood impacted you and has it evolved since your debut and uh, eric is also asking uh, is there a role of films in inciting social change um is do films play a role in effecting social change Yes, and how is how are the women placed in Bollywood? I call it Indian film industry. Yeah. Uh, has that impacted you, and has it changed since you made your debut uh, many years ago? I remember when I, you know, uh, first entered films. Uh, of course, Parinita was an author back role, and I was playing Parinita. But besides that, in in the subsequent films that I did for 
um, you know, in the next two, three years, I think I always felt like even if you took me out of a film, the film would go on. You know, the story could have been told without me. Mm. It almost seemed like I, the, the girl or the woman's character didn't really have an identity which was integral to the story. And mm. that has definitely changed. That has changed and therefore then off camera also things have changed. It go, both goes, you know, hand in hand. And I'm very glad to be in cinema at a time when that change is actually playing itself out. Um, and, you know, I think women to all the female actors who come before us, who, you know, sometimes played by the rules, sometimes broken the rules, sometimes bro broken the glass ceiling. But I think they're all responsible for where we are today. And as far as cinema affecting social change goes, I definitely think that uh, it's a very peripheral role. We definitely credit cinema, um, you know, um, far more than, uh, I think the primary role of cinema is to entertain. And along with that, if you're able to take back a message or think about something, it leaves you with a thought, that's great. But I think, you know, when, um, <laughs> We, to put the onus on cinema for social change is, is quite, uh, daunting. It's a daunting task. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, daunting. It's, it's a tall order, you know, I, I don't think it works like that at all because actually yes. cinema is a reflection of reality. Mm. And, um, but I don't think it's the other way around. Mm. Well, uh, I must say that, um, the times that we are in, we never envisaged in our lifetimes, we will have these six months of almost looking like a long dystopian film which is refusing to end mm -hmm. and as if we are all characters in it. Um, but before I uh, ask you for your closing remarks, Nenika, just one thing which connects to the OTT platform bit and maybe you wrote a film for the big screen. There's a question also there uh, from Agastya. Will screenplay writing change if films are now being written for the medium called over the top and not really only for theatrical releases or for you it doesn't matter, you know, uh, the medium is inconsequential. You want to tell stories and you will tell the way they need to be told. So I, I mean, I, I'm just one film old. So for whatever it's worth, <laughs> I'm giving my opinion. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, we might have told a quieter story if we knew we were uh, pitching it for OTT to start with. We finished shooting and then we found out the coronavirus, you know, it was intended for a cinematic release. So even the songs and everything else, I mean, then you're pitching it for viewership in a, uh, either in a dark room with 200 other people where you're uh, consuming entertainment a little differently to how you would consume it if you're sitting in your drawing room with, you know, just your family. So even the things you laugh at and the way it's pitched and the tone, it does differ slightly. Mm -hmm. uh, so you write it in that way. But um, yeah, I think it's just lovely, as Vidya said, and as we all, you know, appreciating the fact that we have these many channels and all of us can probably, you know, write what we know best and hopefully it will find an audience. So Vidya, finally, uh, this really beautiful 
long journey which will be very very long we know that that you've yeah. taken <laughs> obviously you always ask this question which is that one character that uh, you like the most playing and so on i'm not going to put you in that predicament though there is a audience question there about that but what i really want to know finally is um is the future of entertainment going to change with women being the centerpiece of our stories now is it going to impact the way we tell our stories the way we consume content around us and when women also became as important as they ought to be within the uh, narratives of the films the stories and the kathavachiks that we are the stories that we will tell further on as a futuristic uh, uh, investment i think so cinema is constantly changing and evolving and reflecting the changes in society so in the world around us women are you know uh women are the most important um how do i say this they are uh, taking center stage in their own lives they have their own dreams and hopes and aspirations and fears and insecurities so the more that happens the more you're going to see reflection of that on on screen so it's definitely going to change what's also changing is the fact that we have lots of women telling stories behind the scenes so definitely it's that that also changes a lot you know because a woman's perspective is like i you know anu menon is the first female director i worked with and wow. I, yeah and you know what i loved vani is that here we were telling a woman's story through the eyes of another woman told by a third woman that anupama banerjee <laughs> telling the story of shakuntala devi and you know the person telling it all is anu menon i think it's it's so fantastic you know it's a different it is a film that's very different from the way a man would have seen it obviously yeah. you know and we in the past few years of course we've had a few women stories but we need a lot more women stories and we need a lot more women telling them and that is underway so that is definitely going to change the content we are consuming mm nanika you think there's a change coming there is a there is a uh, there's a change coming as far as these narratives are concerned and women being uh, the centerpiece of uh, uh, these stories absolutely hope so fingers crossed <laughs> so thank you so much guys i'm completely out of time i could have gone on and on and on and spoken to vidya and nanika about the future projects but one thing i'm going to say nitse shared said that uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger so hope this pandemic makes us stronger makes us think make us internalize stay safe vidya you're back to work and you were on a shoot today we know that so that's celebration time that the industry is now limping back on its feet yes. and started to work again more power to you both and uh, fingers crossed for some great narratives that we are going to see thank, thank you guys you. thank you for joining and this was an absolutely enjoyable session for both of us because it's the first time i'm saying both of us i hope it was <laughs> for you yeah. nadika but it's the first time we've done an interview together i know it's so special thank you so much and for so thank you and all the best to both of thank you thank you bani thank, thank you thank you thanks nenika bye <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Jaipur Bites, the JLF podcast. I'm your host, Lakshdatta. This podcast is produced by Launchora in partnership with Teamwork Arts. Please follow or subscribe to Jaipur Bites wherever you're listening to this.